From the nation's capital to the Sunshine State. It's compelling. The high plains of Kansas and the northeast corner of the land of enchantment. It's Friday. The land of EWTN all across the Lone Star State. It's GRN Alive. Bringing you faith, fun, and facts. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us on the show. Call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. And good morning. Welcome to GRN Alive Friday edition across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Glad you're with us. November 6, 2020, Friday, 31st week in ordinary time. Eh, Just the end of another uneventful week, huh? (laughs) (laughs) There's too too much going on uh, in 2020, and we're glad you're with us. Uh, We said a little prayer and just uh, asked God to bless us during this hour because we know there's so much important things to talk about. And uh, we got the whole crew here, so I want to introduce, well, Cecil Anderson. You heard a little giggle there from Cecil. Good morning. How are you, Cecil? Good morning. I'm doing well. I need to turn my microphone yeah. on to speak, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do- well. Dr. Chris Malloy from the University of Dallas. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thanks. Good morning. Good, good bow tie. Thank you for Thank wearing you. that. Uh, Alex Trevino. Hi. Uh, got your stash going there. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Always a little bit of a new look for you, huh? Exactly. Come in, different look, just <laughs> see what reaction I get and Ad- uh, go from there. Advertising revenue, too, for Adidas. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put a cross on here he's instead, on, or something. No, I, I know. That's he's right. Always, always got some kind of merch, huh? Yes, uh, with you. I always got to rep the merch, as the as the youngins say. Uh, Diane Xavier <laughs> handling our social media. We invite you to go to uh, Facebook. YouTube and Twitter, if we have not been canceled by any of those uh, as of yet, like not yet. a lot of people are. The handle is at GRN online. And uh, as I was kind of uh, alluding to, we are enduring another tumultuous week, three days removed from uh, the national election. We still don't know who won, and we may not know for, for quite some time, but uh, we just... Uh, are going to talk about that for the next 15 minutes or so and get some of our perspectives. We always invite you to call in. We had some great calls last week. Gosh, that, that gentleman from... Uh, Dan. Dan from... It's still, it's stuck with, I've been re- marinating on it for the whole week. I know. And then he hang, hung with us in the after awesome. show. We'll be doing an after show again today. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Uh, Archbishop Vigano released another letter to the American people on Wednesday. And it's not very long. It's only a couple pages long. We'll give you some of the highlights of that. Sissel has dug up a couple of other news stories, and uh, I'm really excited about this. Half, uh, at the quarter after the hour, we're going to be joined on the phone with Bishop Joseph Strickland from the Diocese of Tyler, and uh, really one of the great, great spiritual leaders uh, of, our, of our time. Absolutely. Uh, a bold, brave yep. uh, bishop, and he has written a new book called Light and Leaven, the challenge of the lady in the 21st century. Challenge? What? <laughs> so, and uh, he's a straight shooter. So we're going to ask him some questions, talk about the book, let you know how you can get it. And then later in the hour, an interview that Sissel set up, uh, there is a Catholic Moms Summit coming up uh, November 13th through 15th. So that is right around the corner, about a week from now. I guess it's next weekend. Uh, hosted by Danielle Bean and 80 speakers. It's called the, the, the theme is discover how to find lasting balance, peace, and joy. And so, so, so you want to tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah. I mean, we heard about it and I thought, well, in all this like, 
crazy times, what is more stable than anything is is the family. And who helps with that a lot are the moms. And the moms are very heroic. And I feel like mom motherhood is kind of put down a lot these days. So I thought we thought we could positive end to our show today after a crazy week. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah be it'll be fun. It's a crazy amount of, you said 80 speakers. It is an insane list of speakers. It's every Catholic female speaker you've ever heard of is basically. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them are wives of well-known yes. Catholic men like yes. Matt Pratt Kimberly Scott Hahn. Kimberly Hahn. And so we'll get more into that later on. But I want to start the discussion. I don't know if you guys stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday night. Oh, sure. Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I thought probably, last night. Uh, last night? Yeah. Um, I was paying attention to the vote counting in... Uh, Vada, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're paying attention. I think they're at the casino still. They got sh- they got sheets. Well, well I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll start the conversation with a quote from John John Adams. Uh, somebody sent this to me, and I think it, it's 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 pertinent to what we're going through right now. You know, this is the great American experiment. Uh, it's a form of uh, democracies don't normally last more than I know we're not a pure democracy, but uh, don't normally last more than a couple hundred years. Uh, and uh, John Adams said. We have no government armed in power capable of contending in human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And so... Looking at what's going on, and I, I do believe that there's fraud going on. I don't think either side is, you know, angelic, but I think there's something sinister. It seemed a bit organized. It seemed weird. I was up late la- that night. It, just something didn't smell right about the way it all turned out. But uh, what, what are y'all's thoughts? Yeah, it, it definitely seems like something's up. I mean, when you have 100,000 votes, was what state was that? Was that Wisconsin suddenly dumped Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in one second, or registered, I guess, in one second, none for the other candidate. That's odd. I yeah. know Project Veritas has been doing some undercover work. It's been, uh, that guy does amazing work, mm-hmm. James O'Keefe. And, you know, like like tonight, for example, it just seems like between the hours of 1 a.m. to 6 a.m., you know, you wake up to completely different news. Yeah. Like just yeah. now, they mm-hmm. already said Pennsylvania is already over for Biden. Same so thing with Georgia. So is Georgia. Oh yeah. So they, he's you know he's on not track over, to win but that he's no, he's, but he's, he's already gained yeah. the lead right. in both yeah. states, and it yeah. just comes out at three, four in the morning. Uh, yeah, something's up from a seven hundred thousand uh, vote lead, I think, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah, it was. Yeah, he was up by like fifteen percent at some point. Um, it, it was such a one of the thoughts I had was it was almost like they're hanging you on to keep you watching, like. I could have called Florida <laughs> at like you know nine, eight, eight, o'clock, eight, yeah, nine yeah. o'clock at night, and right. it was very very clear that Trump was going to win Florida, and they didn't call it, and they right. didn't call it, and they didn't call North well, Carolina. Who's the they? Right, the, right, the news. Right. That the other thing is they they should be the state, the state should be the one calling, and mm-hmm. not that not right. CBS or Fox. Right, right. Fox called uh, Arizona very early, and so, anyways, uh, we're just going to spend a few minutes on this. And Cecil has a couple other stories as well. But uh, if you wanted to chime in, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And I know there's, you know, a lot of emotions going on about all the things that happened. There was a lot of build up to this. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. I do want to to read a little bit from Archbishop Vigano because he wrote. Uh, to the American Catholics and to all Americans of goodwill. And it's interesting because he's not, he's not a, a Catholic bishop of America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. but, but he, and of course, he used to be, what was it, the Epistolic Nuncio to, yeah. or the, to, to the United States, but he's not one of our bishops, but he still seems to be taking a leadership role in 
bringing comfort. And I love what he says. It's not very long. I won't read all of it. But he talks about this great reset. You know, he had written a letter about that. And then he said, we have seen the deep state organize itself well in advance to carry out the most colossal electoral fraud in history in order to ensure the defeat of the man who was who has strenuously opposed the establishment of the new world order that is wanted by the children of darkness. Okay, pretty strong language there. Definitely. Uh, He said, do not think that the children of darkness act with honesty and do not be scandalized if they operate with deception. Do you perhaps believe that Satan's followers are honest, sincere, and loyal? Wow. (laughs) And then, now, okay, so what does he say we do? And I love this part because I think this is what we can all agree on, regardless of what side you're on. He says, I ask you to make an act of trust in God, an act of humility and filial devotion to the Lord of armies. I ask you that you all pray the Holy Rosary, if possible, in your families or with your dear ones, your friends, your brothers and sisters, your colleagues, your fellow soldiers. Pray with the abandonment of children who know how to have recourse to their Most Holy Mother to ask her to intercede before the throne of the Divine Majesty. Pray with a sincere soul and a pure heart and certainty of being heard and answered. Ask her, she who is the help of Christians, to defeat the forces of the enemy. Uh, she who is terrible as an army set in battle array. And then she, he goes on to say, ask your children to pray uh, using holy words that you have taught them. He says, have the elderly and the sick pray so that they may offer their sufferings in union with the sufferings of our Lord suffered on the cross when he shed his precious blood for our redemption. Have young ladies and women pray so that they may turn to those who are the model of purity and motherhood and men pray your courage, your honor, and your boldness will be refreshed and strengthened. So, I don't know. I can't add on that. That's no, good, good how stuff. can you? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he, at one point, he says that the, something like this, that basically um, Mary is in the order of grace even more powerful than God. Now, he doesn't say that word for word. But what he means, so uh, some readers might look at that and say, what's going on? But what he means is that the devil's, in a way, more terrified that God would use Mary. It's obviously God who defeats the devil, but use Mary to do that. Yeah. A lowly lady who's going to defeat the greatest creature ever made. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I guess, you know, that's the only response. I mean, we're in a mess. We don't know how this is going to end up, but Mm. uh, I think not good is how it's going to end up. (laughs) No matter what way it goes. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is it's everything's so tense right now that no matter it's good because it's so close. Everyone, yeah. No one's going to be happy. Like, there, right. I think I'd be more satisfied if it was a landslide either way, because yeah. then it's right. just way more clear. Like this right. is the direction the country's right. going. Whether I like it or not, okay, fine. But it's at least um, the, like it was right. spoken. It was, it was you very know. Major, very clear. There's going to be unrest. Majority. Yeah, it's either, either way, way it's going to be bad. Either way, there's I mean, going to be unrest. Up until six seven hours ago, a two sixty nine two sixty nine scenario was still in play. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be insane. Yeah, my brother's been talking about that one. That would have been nuts. It would have been crazy. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was still in play up to a few hours ago. But you I mean, know, there, there was some real good news that came out of the election. Uh, there there were a whole lot of pro life Louisiana women. Yeah, the Louisiana, yeah. Louisiana as well. What Exactly. Did you follow that? What exactly did they Not vote in? Really, from what I saw, it was that they that they uh, it was Amendment One. It was a, yeah, it was an amendment. 
I don't really what, remember. They something about... Oh, are you talking about Louisiana? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, I have the facts. On there we go. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Bring up the facts. <laughs> Some blanking. <laughs> the proposed con- uh, constitutional amendment provides that in order to protect human life, nothing in the present constitution shall be constructed to secure or protect a right to abortion or require the funding of abortion. So it's an amendment to their constitution. Yeah. Um, and so it was voted uh, as affirmative for that, uh, 62% to 37%. Nice. Yeah. So, and there were just a whole lot of pro-life women yeah. that won congressional seats. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Women, that minority, really cool. veteran, all pro-life. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And so Congress is going to be a whole lot more pro-life. Mm-hmm. And the, not one – yeah. yeah. Uh, not one, they, they, none of them lost, yeah. I don't think. That's and right. So that, that's one of the other things that raises suspicions is like, you know, the down ticket – all went very pro-life. Right. Mm. The then, Senate was held. And then mm. you're I mean, supposed to believe that uh, uh, the, the, for the president. And I know there are some people, because I've talked to people who said, yeah, I'm going to vote for the, the Republican. It'd be interesting to see whether these ballots are just voting for one just yeah, for the presidency. Yeah, just literally just put, put yeah. for the one and didn't take the time to fill out the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, I found out what exactly for recounts in different states, by the way, uh, Georgia is it's a 0.5 percent margin by request only can be recounted at the moment. They're definitely in that. So there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of the st- those states have interesting recount um, yeah. laws. Well, we're here in Texas and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Governor Greg Abbott has come out and said, you know, we counted all the ballots. We had a lot of mail in ballots. We had absentee and we got the results that night. Uh, why can other states not do that? Everyone Florida does too. something different. Yeah. Everyone does. It's, yeah, but Florida, yeah. like they corrected after the disaster of 2000 yeah, they exactly. fixed how they did their elections and yeah. they, they fixed it because that was such a mess yeah. but no one else followed suit i'm <laughs> glad they're in the hands of the state but yeah. states have got to get their acts together and you could yeah. see i could see states salivating um mm-hmm. and saying you know what uh we can arrange this in the future we mm-hmm. can we can and and that would be that that's the end of the republic yeah. i mean if states start saying we're predominantly this side or that side and we're gonna you know Forge ballots. Mm. Yeah, I heard. Oh some, I heard somebody say, you know, if Chuck E. Cheese can tabulate your tickets to see what <laughs> prize you get, you know, in ten <laughs> seconds, why can America right. not, you know, tabulate votes? Yeah. Mm. If nothing else, there's going to be changes, and there's yeah. going to have to be, and there's yeah. there's some silver lining. I don't know what's going to happen with the president. How's the Senate looking? That's the that's the question. I think the, the Republicans it, are going to hold the Senate, but it does look like the two Georgia seats are going to go into a runoff. Yep. Yeah, they're sitting right at fifty percent right now, wow. and with all this coming in, that sort of flipping things, I think it. I think they'll both go to runoff, and uh, I that won't be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll be a fifty fifty. Other fifty one forty nine. Other big so, un- unreal- well, that, that tie goes to, to pro choice candidate. Yeah. If, the if new vice win. president, if yeah. that's the case, or so, next president. So, bottom line <laughs> is, as Archbishop Igno said, pray, pray, pray. And we're also going to get some uh, words of wisdom from Bishop Strickland here in just a moment. Got about a minute before we take our first break. And, Cecil, there's also news out of the Vatican about the McCarrick report. Yeah. So, it's, uh, my goodness, it has been uh, a while since the McCarrick's <laughs> report, a study happened. <laughs> yes, it's been a while. It has. Um, but it is reported that supposedly in the next week, or at least this month, that the much anticipated McCarrick report will be released, which is going to answer a lot of questions that people have had. Some people are saying it's going to be between the 10th and the 12th, but it's definitely, people are saying, this month. Um, And it's a thorough study of all the documentation in the Vatican archives um, to um, assert the relative facts surrounding McCarrick. And it will 
answer all the questions about how he was able to rise through the ranks uh, despite the rumors of sexual harassment and stuff like that. Great. I heard it's 600 pages long. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, comes out on crazy. my birthday. So Dave, happy birthday to me. Dave's going to request that we all read it by the next time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, 600 I don't know. Speed I'll, de- I'll delve into that one. I did read an article or saw a headline that was about uh, Cardinal Dolan from New York City and he said that um, he's expecting it to be a sore black eye for the Catholic Church. Oh wow. So he's, so. he's bracing. And, and it really kind of needs to be. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. I think we just yeah. need to take our... They, Lance they, the whoever, wound. I mean, yeah. kind of like this yeah. election, it's, we're kind of saying, okay, things need to change, and it's very obvious. So yeah. I hope I hope it's the same sort of gut feeling yeah. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it definitely. Um, all right. Well, we are... This is Jaren Alive. Uh, it's, it's been a challenging week. I mean, regardless of where you are politically or, you know, it's, 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 this isn't good for America. And so we pray and pray and pray, pray your rosary, asking, you know, like Vigano said, ask everybody in your family to pray and fast and, and sacrifice because we need to get through this, hopefully with not a lot of violence. Uh, we're going to take a one minute break and then we are going to talk to, uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland, uh, who is a wonderful, wonderful man of God. He's written a book called Light and Leaven, the Challenge of the Laity in the 21st Century, published by Catholic Answers Press. We'll have him with us right after this. We are so thankful to our JRN family for all they do to keep all the Guadalupe Radio Network stations on the air. Hi, this is Len Oswald, president of the GRN, and I want to introduce you to two more GRN family members, Joe and Robert. Joe McLean is director of mission development for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Joe joined the GRN on March 25th, 2013. He and his wife Michelle live in Houston, Texas, and have four sons and two daughters. Joe loves bow hunting and giving praise to Jesus Christ. Robert Dominguez joined the GRN on July 16, 2013 as an operations assistant for our West Texas operations consisting of 13 stations. He and his wife Naomi have one son, two daughters, and 10 grandchildren. Robert loves camping and hunting. This has been your GRN Family Minute. We are your Catholic radio, radio for your soul. And I want to thank you for being part of the GRN family. And good morning and welcome again to GRN Live Friday here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Dave Palmer and uh, Dr. Chris Malloy, Alex Trevino, Cecil Anderson, Diane Xavier running our social media. Please check us out if you'd like on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And please call in. I think you might be interested in asking a question of our esteemed guest. And I mean that honestly, Bishop Joseph Strickland. Our phone number is 877-757-9424-877-757-9424. And uh, we um, welcome Bishop Joseph Strickland to the program. Bishop Strickland, Your Excellency, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right, so we want to talk about the book, uh, Light and Leaven, the Challenge of the Lady in the 21st Century, but we want also uh, the big elephant in the room for the whole country right now, even the whole world, is uh, the events of this week. And I know I've seen some of your tweets where you're asking for prayer and uh, for peace. And uh, what's your general advice or guidance for people listening right now about how to deal with the events of the last three days? Well, um, for people of faith, I think the the readings for just this first Friday of November, the regular uh, daily Mass readings, I just had Mass this morning, and uh, the reading from St. Paul speaks of the reality that our citizenship is in heaven. Um, I think that is very timely. Certainly, as I said in the homily this morning, 
that doesn't mean we that we don't care about this world. We absolutely do, even more so. We we love the the world that God has given us to live in, and we have a I believe a greater obligation to try to steward it as best as possible uh, with God's grace guiding us. And so I think that's the perspective we need to keep in the midst of this very disheartening, very disturbing chaos, really, that's going on with the election. To remember, we are called to a different kingdom. As we hear the church described all the time, it is to be in this world, but not of this world. And I think that's emphasized at this time of chaos. We certainly pray, and we do anything we can, which about all I can do in in these circumstances is pray. I mean, we hopefully voted responsibly with well-formed consciences, but we have to now pray. And for those who do have a responsibility, we pray that they take it up as a reminder that the powers of this world are always fleeting. Um, We get so caught up in what's powerful in this world, but what is everlasting is the kingdom of God, and thankfully his son Jesus Christ has made it possible for us to enter into that citizenship even now in a beginning way, you might say, and certainly in life everlasting. Amen. Bishop Joseph Strickland joining us here on GRN Alive, 877-757-9424. His new book, published by Catholic Answers Press, is called Light and Leaven, The Challenge of the Laity in the 21st Century. Um, I think you could probably write a book just about the challenge of 2020. <laughs> but yeah. what, what, uh, yeah. what, what inspired you? I know you, know, you probably didn't start this, write it for any one event or one thing going on in the culture, but what inspired you to, to write this book and what's the, the basic theme of it? Well, just I guess the, the root inspiration for me is a theme that has been echoing for me for, for a couple of years now. But just the idea of living as first century Christians in the 21st century and going back to those basic values, um, what I'm reminded of, and we all struggle, we all are, are challenged by what we see going on. The world is turned upside down. But as people of faith, we have an ability to to work through these struggles, as I've said to many people, and many people have mentioned to me, I don't know how people are coping with all of this without faith, and some of them are, are really um, suffering because that without faith, nothing, nothing of the world is making any sense, and what does make sense is Jesus Christ. What I'm reminded of is we celebrated um, St. Simon and Jude, the apostles, last week, What occurred to me is all they had was Jesus. They didn't even have a New Testament written down. They didn't have the structures of the church. They didn't have the sacraments established. They had Jesus Christ. And ultimately, we have Jesus Christ as well, certainly with the Word of God and with the teachings of the church for 2,000 years and with the sacraments. But I think it it was important to me. It It gave me a little spiritual boost to just remind myself that all that Simon and Jude, Peter and Paul, all of the apostles, all those faithful of the first century, 
all they really had was Jesus. The church was just beginning. And I think in that light, Paul's writings are, they're always inspirational, but they they really are amazing if you put it into that context, that Paul is really, by the grace of, the, of God, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he received by encountering Jesus on the road to Damascus, he is able to to teach in the light of Christ teachings that still are vital for our time in the 21st century. Your Your Excellence, this is uh, Chris Malloy. Uh, I teach at the University of Dallas, uh, and a big fan of of your work and your you know, your pastoral leadership. Uh, I have a question regarding kind of our situation. Your books on the laity, and I'm thinking there's two difficulties we have right now. One is the Catholic message used to be really clear, and we kind of knew like how to live life. Um, yeah. And right now, I guess we're asking ourselves, how do we live our lives? It, it, it seems like you, know, you got the faith inside the church, and then how to live it out now. We're not sure how to do it. And then the other thing is, it, to some extent, it seems like the dark clouds are heading our way. Like, like you know, authorities and the way governments are doing things in in the next 10 15 20 years if if things keep going the way they are it sounds like they're not favoring christianity but uh, but saint peter tells us to obey the authorities so can you give us advice in terms of yes we have to obey the authorities what does that mean and then what's distinctively what's our distinctive catholic call right now as, especially as lay people well that's a great question um i don't have claim to have all the answers but I think we do have to put what St. Peter says in context. Certainly, we are to obey the, the earthly authorities, and we have to pray and to work for a just system. We've been blessed in this nation with one of the, the finest systems of justice. But a lot of that has, has slipped through our fingers for a long, long list of reasons in my lifetime. I just turned 62 years old. And in my lifetime, that is eroded significantly for a long list of reasons, as I said. Um, at the very heart of it is many people don't believe in God, and they proudly say that they are atheists, and we who believe are foolish and you know, just totally out of touch with reality. We know that isn't true. In some ways, I think uh, as 21st century Christians, we are dealing with, I guess every age says, oh, it's tough. But uh, I think we're dealing with the added challenge that with Peter and Paul and the early the apostles as they went, followed Jesus' instructions after he ascended to the Father, the church began, and they went out to the world, literally the known world at that time, to share the good news of the gospel. They faced challenges. We know the church was persecuted in the first two or three centuries, very significantly. People literally were trying to rid the world of this Jesus issue. Certainly, that's why they crucified him. We're in a time that's that has that, but it's the addition. The additional challenge that I see is that we don't live just in a time where people don't know of Jesus Christ or don't believe in Him, but they vociferously reject Him. 
they yeah. denigrate faith. They they persecute us in those ways. And and so I I really think in answering your question the best I can, for one thing, I would encourage people to see more clarity in the teachings of Jesus Christ and in the teachings of the church than is apparent necessarily in the headlines and what we read about um, in in this time. The, the teachings are still clear. And one of my biases, I mean, I'm a farm kid from Atlanta, Texas. I, I'm not a great scholar. I don't claim any of that. But I do have a a rooting in basic common sense. And I think a lot of that is just the common good and the idea of basic human morality is is turned upside down in our time. And so I guess I would say let's remember black is black, white is white, two and two, two plus two still equals four, there's more clarity than the media certainly cranks out there. And then even some leaders in church and state uh, speak about. But the truth hasn't changed. The truth doesn't somehow become all this confusion and ambiguity. The truth is still what Jesus died for as, as he stood before Pontius Pilate. I think of that scene in the gospel very often because we're struggling with what is truth? Pilate's question. And ironically, he is standing before and, and interrogating truth incarnate. That, I think, is what we have to remember. Bishop, the, the early church had Jesus Christ. He is truth incarnate. We look to him. We pray to him. We look to his wisdom. We look to his challenging teachings, and we don't allow them to be changed. Just in the Cyril of Jerusalem, in the Office of Readings yesterday, said very clearly, no one can change the message of the gospel. And that, I think, is what we have to be very strong in. Amen. Bishop Joseph Strickland joins us here on Jaren Alive, 877-757-9424. His new book is called Light and Leaven, The Challenge of the Laity in the 21st Century. And, uh, again, phone number if you have a question or a comment, 877-757-9424. Really appreciate your time this morning, uh, Bishop Strickland. Uh, Bishop Strickland, one of the issues that you take up in the book is uh, church renewal in a time of scandal. Uh, we have received word, I guess, over the last few days, we talked about it earlier in the program, that the McCarrick report is expected to come out uh, finally from the Vatican. We had a, a gentleman call the show a few minutes ago. He didn't want to go on the air, but he was frustrated by what he perceived uh, as a, a lack of leadership leading up to the election by U.S. bishops. He wasn't speaking about you, but uh, he, he was talking more generally about U.S. bishops. Um, many people don't feel like they can trust uh, not only political leaders, but religious leaders. And the McCarrick Report, I think most people would say, has been a scandal, how long it has taken for this to come out. We don't know what the contents are going to be. Um, what, what do you say about that, Bishop Strickland, how people can respond to maybe just not being able to fully trust even our religious leaders sometimes? Well, sadly, if we just have to acknowledge that's where we are, if... Uh the, uh, the American bishops, or the worldwide, really, but if the bishops of the church were on the stock exchange, our stock is tanked. 
Um, people don't. People uh, scoff at what bishops say if they're speaking the truth, and it really. Um, I mean, I, I really don't see Satan uh, lurking around every corner, but the power of evil is very real. And I think if we take, we kind of step back and take a look at where we are with with the pandemic, with the turmoil in the nation, with all the things going on, and not just in the United States, but really it's worldwide, um, the protests and the, and the issues that are out there, I really, it, it's a diabolical movement, I, I believe, that, I mean, what better way to undermine the truth it's launched with back in August, or really the summer of 2018, with all the scandals surrounding McCarrick and the, the abuse scandal just erupting, uh, really, in many ways, worse than it was back in 2002, what better way to undermine the truth and the established order of authority in the world than to undermine the Catholic Church, the oldest institution? I mean, the United States is a baby compared to the 2,000-year history of the Catholic Church. And so to undermine the church's authority, the trust in priests, the trust in bishops, I think that, because I've lived through, of course, both, I think the 2002 scandal really uh, undermined people's trust in priests. The, the 2018 to now scandal has really undermined people's trust in bishops. And sadly, um, there is a lot of corruption. We simply have to acknowledge that uh, around the world and in some dioceses in the United States, whether it's the, the bishop's direct fault or not, you know, you have to be careful. You have to look at the specific situation. But there is corruption. Uh, we just have to acknowledge that reality. And frankly, as I've spoken out and even challenged my brother bishops, there's too much confusion and ambiguity on basic teachings that haven't changed. The catechism, the only alteration of the catechism, John Paul II made some meaningful but really slight alterations to the catechism speaking on the death penalty. That's the only direct change that Pope Francis has done. Again, tweaking that issue of the death penalty again. And I mean, that's a whole huge topic unto itself. But I encourage people to to know that the catechism remains the official teaching of the church and many other supporting documents. I mean, with the, the confusing opinion expressed by Pope Francis just recently about civil unions, what I thought, I, I prayed about it, I thought about it, people were asking me to make some kind of response the best response I could have, it was the document from 2003, published on June 3rd of that year, that was really put out by the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Then, with the head, was Cardinal Ratzinger, who, of course, became uh, Pope Benedict XVI, under the leadership of still John Paul II back in 2003. Paragraph 11, if people are confused or wondering... What's the church really teach on that issue of civil unions for people of the same sex? 
paragraph 11 of that 2003 document says it very clearly. That's the established teaching of the church. And really, I think with, with Pope Francis or any bishop around the world, any of the cardinals, we're living in, it's so ironic, we live in the information age, and so many times information is twisted and distorted and not accurate and confusing. Um, it's not like uh, you've probably heard people say, I've, I've heard attorneys say that eyewitnesses are the very worst uh, witnesses in a trial because people have their own impression. Mm. And I think that's kind of what we're dealing with with the mass media where instantaneously we can know what a cardinal or Pope Francis or, or some world leader or a movie star, we can know what somebody said instantaneously. Sometimes they're just talking over a cup of coffee and expressing, speculating, make opinions, whatever may be the context. But all of that, and we have to acknowledge that once again, there are people in the media, I think it's not some sort of conspiracy theory, it's just reality. There are people in the media that think people of faith are just antiquated and, and really are the deplorables that need to be gotten rid of. That We just need to, a lot of this, you know, cancel culture is about canceling everything people of faith believe in. Uh, we just don't agree and we have to trust. I encourage people to not let fears and concerns overwhelm them. Yes, we need to be alert to the reality of evil and injustice that is harming our nation and our world and our church, but we've got to, to remember God is love, truth is truth. We're living through a very challenging time, but the truth doesn't change. The, the ancient teachings of the church don't suddenly flip-flop into something else, no matter how much people want them to. So I think we have to stay anchored, again, in Jesus Christ. He is incarnate truth, and he helps to guide us through this darkness. Amen. Bishop Strickland, we're down to our last two or three minutes before this segment. We're very grateful for your time. Alex Trevino is here with us, and he had a question for you as well. Yeah, Bishop Strickland, you know, speaking about you know being clear with teaching, uh, I can speak for so many of my friends that we absolutely just love your Twitter account. It's one of the first <laughs> tweets that I see every morning. Um, you're so clear on Twitter. I know you had an article with our Sunday Visitor where you, know, you said that um, it shouldn't be surprising that a bishop sort of tweets Catholic teachings and sort of gets praised for it. Um, what inspired you to start, you know, picking up your phone and start tweeting and just sort of talking to people directly over Twitter and just being so clear uh, with Catholic teaching? What inspired that uh, for you? Well, I guess really what inspired me was so much confusion and so much ambiguity, so much compromise of the truth um, that I've just been inspired, and it's funny, uh, I just celebrated my 62nd birthday with my family, some of my siblings, and we laugh about it because I'm their quiet little brother that... <laughs> that awesome. Not so quiet on Twitter, though. Not so quiet on Twitter. <laughs> That's awesome. But it, it, what inspired me was seeing the darkness encroaching in the church, in the world, in the nation, and... I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the church that he's established. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. But what that really means and what that looks like 
even I have to recognize that all the structures and all the institutions, like I said, we can go back to the first century. What did, what did the church have? What did Christianity have? They had the absolute belief that Jesus is the Savior, the Messiah, the Son of God, that he died and rose and that he established a community of disciples to bring his good news to the world. Even if we were reduced to that, we still have the essentials of following Jesus Christ. And I absolutely believe with all her brokenness, the Catholic Church is that church that the gospel speaks of in the famous verses where he speaks to Peter, says, Peter, you are rocking upon this rock. I will build my church. I absolutely believe and would die for the truth that this church is the church. Very broken, very corrupted. Through the ages, there's been much corruption. It may be at a, a, a new high point in this time, but we don't know. We didn't live when St. Charles Borromeo did. We didn't live when St. Athanasius lived. But we are certainly in those kinds of times when great saints remind us, cling to Jesus, and I have to put in a word about the Blessed Virgin Mary. She is the mother of Christ. She was chosen to be sinless, to bear the Son of God into the world, and she's still trying to do that, to bring Jesus into the world. With all the apparitions, she basically says, turn from sin and pray, kids. And we need to listen to her. Bishop Strickland, we're out of time. We thank you so much. We'd love for you to impart a blessing upon those who are listening uh, today. If you would, we thank you for being with us. I want to remind everybody that uh, the Bishop Strickland Hour airs across the Guadalupe Radio Network every Friday at noon Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. So please tune in for that today and every Friday. Uh, and you can hear more of the wisdom of Bishop Strickland. And also, before we receive that uh, blessing, I want to remind everybody about the, the name of the book, uh, Light and Leaven, The Challenge of the Laity in the 21st Century, published by Catholic Answers Press. I'm sure you can get it at catholic.com. I always encourage people to go to Catholic bookstores and pick it up. I'm sure most of them have it. And uh, again, thank you, Bishop Strickland. Would you mind leaving us with a blessing? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your and spirit. With your spirit. Almighty God, we ask your blessing for all those at Guadalupe Radio Network and all those listening, and all the faithful around the nation and around the world, that all of us may trust in the power of God's love and be strengthened by the light His Son brings to us. We celebrate this first Friday, and especially many, the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And we pray that the Sacred Heart of Christ, that not only died for us on the cross, but rose from the dead and continues to beat a rhythm of love in our world, that we may turn to Christ in his sacred heart. And we ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Very nice speaking with you, Bishop Strickland. Appreciate your time okay. this morning. Thanks, Bishop. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, it's good to just uh, let let him talk and let him share his wisdom. Uh, in the after show, I know you may not be with us, Dr. Malloy, but uh, we can kind of digest some of this and give some more thoughts. And so we invite everybody to, to join. Uh, stick around and hang out on social media for that as well. All right. We have one more segment. Quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, a mom's summit coming up next weekend. Marge Fenlon, one of the speakers, and they've got a lot of speakers for this thing, uh, is coming up. And... 
Sissel's going to kind of be leading the question. It's funny. We have two potential moms here. We don't have any moms among our group. Uh, Three of us will never be moms. I'll never be a mom. But anyways, (laughs) we'll be talking about the Mom Summit uh, right after this quick break. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. So a neighbor who we've spoken to, you know, just in greeting, but who I don't believe has ever spoken back to us, out of the blue uh, surprised us. One day we were getting the kids in the car for Mass and asked us if we were going to Mass. I was dumbstruck for about probably 10 seconds. It was great that we had an opportunity to share about our parish and that we were Catholic. Turned out she was Catholic too, and she assumed we were because of the bumper sticker on our car. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. All right, we are back, and this is GRN Live Friday edition. So, so great to have uh, Bishop Strickland on with us, and we are going to close out this segment talking about an amazing event. It's amazing. You know, in 2020, events have all changed, and we're seeing more of these online events with multiple speakers, and it's not in one geographical location, and this is a huge event. Uh, and if you want to join in on the conversation, 877-757-9424. It's called the Moms Summit. It's November 13th through the 15th. 15th, and um, Marge Fenelon uh, joins us. She is one of the speakers, and there are a whole lot others. And Cecil, I asked you to kind of lead the charge here with Marge. First of all, Marge, thank you for, for being with us. And uh, they, they must really think highly of you. Of all the speakers, they asked you to be on. So thanks for joining us this morning. <laughs> well, I do feel privileged, and I, I'm very excited to be on the show in general, but then also being able to speak about the Catholic Moms summit because this is an event that is unique literally there is none other like it in the world Mm. yeah it has an amazing lineup of speakers it is a virtual event that's going to be lasting all next weekend Uh, and marge you're going to be speaking at it so i would like to talk first about you Um, you are an award-winning author and an internationally known speaker Uh, you've written several books on marian devotion and catholic spirituality and you also um, blog at the national catholic register and you have a podcast every week simply holy Um, and so i kind of was just interested in your spiritual spiritual journey and on top of all that most importantly your mom so would you like to kind of talk a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are. Oh, boy. I'd rather talk about <laughs> my, my, my mom, my blessed mother. But, mm. but sure, absolutely. So people know who I am. I, I'd love to share. I, Catholic, cradle Catholic, and completely devoted to our blessed mother. And, and that's her choice, not mine. She chased after me and grabbed me up, and that's a long story for another show. But basically, my spirituality is, is based on that, on helping my goal is that everyone be, is able to develop a relationship with the Blessed Mother, not just honor her, not just venerate her, but really have a relationship with her as as truly mother. So so I, I, I'm so blessed that the Catholic Moms Summit picked me up and, and allowed me to, to come into their vast array of amazing speakers. Mm. I'm, I'm just so humbled. Um, other things that I do is, yeah, you mentioned the, the Simply Holy podcast. I try, I try to be very pa- practical in what I do because there are a lot of folks who have beautiful and theological 
information to share, but I would like to be able to help people hit the ground running mm-hmm. in their faith. So that's that's me. That's what I'm about. <laughs> awesome. So so you've been asked to speak at the Catholic Moms um, Summit, but how did it come about? Do you know a little bit of the story of why it was decided that we needed to have? There's been lots of virtual conferences and summits, um, but this one is specifically geared to our Catholic mothers. Do you know any of the backstory of that? I know enough to tell you that a lot of thought went into this in the sense of how do we nourish moms, spirits, minds, bodies, everything. How do we nourish them in this day and age when the demands are so high, the obstacles can be so daunting, Mm. and also at the same time create community. And that's a big aspect of the Catholic Moms Summit. We've got over, last I heard, there were 10,000 women registered. Are you kidding? Wow. No, no, not kidding at all. And that was a little while back. I haven't heard the most recent number. So this is a huge opportunity, not only to, to glean the wisdom of these presenters, but to connect with other Catholic moms like you and, and to really, as best we can, mm-hmm. form community because we need each other so desperately. Dis- despite the social distancing, despite what's going on in the world right now in mm-hmm. our country, we need each other and we need community. So it, this is really a booster. It's like, it's like the booster club for Catholic <laughs> moms. You know, we're out there and we're like, yes, you can do this. And, and here are some great ways that, that you can move forward in your Catholic motherhood and deepen your faith at the same time. That's awesome. So you say they're trying to build up community. So it's a virtual conference. Are the talks pre-recorded and are there any live kind of Q&A sessions that go on throughout the conference? Because it's all through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. How, does, how do the logistics of that work? Okay, logistics of that are the basic presentations were pre-recorded and will be lined up like a vast restaurant menu. <laughs> if, this <was> food, <laughs> if this was food, we would all walk out being significantly heavier than we went in. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Heavy but, with but wisdom. Then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad it isn't food. I don't need that right now. Um, but, but, but then, in addition to that pre-recorded content then we have live events main event live main adventures three i believe it's it's there's at least one each day mm. i think there's more than one i haven't seen the exact i don't yet have the play-by-play schedule for this but there are live main events each day there definitely are live q a's with the presenters there are other ways of participating and connecting with the other the other moms who have registered. That's awesome. Uh, Marge, Dave Palmer here, and uh, just want to remind everybody, we're talking to Marge Fenlin. She is one of the speakers at the November 13th through 15th uh, Moms Summit uh, next weekend, and we'll give you the time and also the website where you can register and get involved, 877-757-9424. And I, I just wanted to ask you, uh, Marge, about... Yeah, speak about some of the pressures that moms are feeling, Catholic mothers. I thought it was interesting with the whole uh, Amy Coney Barrett 
um, you, you know, her nomination and um, being voted into the Supreme Court because she, on one hand, has reached the highest, you know, basically of you, you know, as far as a secular type of success, being on the Supreme Court. But at the same time, she, you know, has five children biologically, adopts two more, and she's got this big family, and she's a faithful Catholic, and she seemed to kind of have it all. Uh, a lot of women would say, I can't do that. You know, that, that's just too much. I don't know if I should choose the job and the success or if I should stay home and, and raise my kids and, and just be a faithful wife and mother. Uh, talk about that, the pressure that I think maybe women are feeling that they're being pulled in different directions and they don't know what to do. That's a great question. The, the, theme, the theme of the Catholic Moms Summit is discover how to find lasting balance, peace, and joy. And that's that's exactly what you're talking about so so the pressures on moms not only today but it's been a while now we've seen this for decades to to be this or be that but the be has to be from it has to spring forth from our hearts each each woman needs to make that decision what am i capable of what do i believe god is calling me to for some like amy coney barrett are able to do a, a, a you know have a big career? Um, oh, I do not like that word really because it's 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 what we do. It's not who we are and mm-hmm. the careers label. But anyway, um, <laughs> again, that's another show. But but some are able to do that. They're able to to manage a, a large family and at the same time a demanding job. And that, God bless her soul. And this is not a criticism at all. I am so grateful for her example. But but we need not feel pressured by these amazing examples because God has a particular mission in store for every single one of us. And whether that includes children and work or it includes staying home with your children, this is something that that is to be discerned with God, with your your spouse, and and to figure out what is what is God saying here? Because there is, as far as I'm concerned, moms that go out into the work world and manage families are as much heroes and vice versa as the moms who stay home with their children. These are heroic acts of love. Either way you choose. Mm-hmm. And, and the pressure constantly is telling us, unless you have a title, unless you have such and such degree, unless you're making this and this much money or have this kind of house, you, you've heard it all. Everybody's heard it. Mm-hmm. Unless you have all of that, you're really a nobody. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense at all because you're already a somebody. You're born an amazing somebody because you're a child of God. Mm, absolutely. Um, I actually was at a uh, in a class once where we had someone come in to talk about resumes, and they said that if you were a mother who had stepped away from the workforce for a while and was coming back, you could put on your resume that you were a domestic engineer for those years, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of interested because I think since a lot of young women who maybe, are like for myself, I'm not married and I don't have kids out at this point, um, but um, as you're getting into that time where you're discerning that is this conference also open to young women who are discerning marriage and to get advice about um motherhood because you also have some religious sisters as speakers so um what are your thoughts on that oh absolutely and and i've been also reminding people that this this free con i mean it's free yes it's all amazing this this conference is also very very much 
meant for spiritual moms. And I think every single woman is called to be a spiritual mother, Mm. regardless of her state of life, because this is what is intuitive to us. We are nurturers, and the world cannot do without us. They cannot do without our gift of nurturing. So the young ladies like yourself who are at that point saying, okay, what is it exactly God has in store for me? There are there are so many presentations that will add to the 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 wealth of knowledge for those who already are moms or are pretty sure they're going to be moms, but also those who are discerning if that is what God is going to be calling them to down the line. You know, for example, my presentation, I'm talking about forgiveness. Real forgiveness is rare, and that's something every single person needs to hear about. We all need to work on that, forgiveness. So that's just one example. And finding balance, I think everybody, whether you're married, <laughs> yeah. whether you're a mom or not, the, the world is just, it just pulls us in every direction. And so to find balance and peace and joy, this is something I believe that every woman will benefit from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marge, just out, about, just about out of time, I understand that cardinalstudios.org is the website to go to. I know that gets you there. If there's a better website, let us know. And I also want to ask you, you know, I know this is a, a mom's conference, but I'm sure there's something us dads and fathers and husbands can learn. Any, any uh, and we only have a very bit, a short amount of time, but what advice mm-hmm. would you give to people like me and Alex here who are fathers and husbands who may not tune in to the conference, but but uh, how can we be better in, in, in understanding women and moms? Well, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoo you away from the conference, quite, quite frankly, because yeah. there are, you know, I'm looking at the list of topics, and one of the ones I'm looking at right now is a Proverbs 31 guide to family finances. Mm. I mean, I th- <laughs> that's that's not only moms. Yeah, <laughs> that's, absolutely. That's dads and uh, as well. There's here's is another one, introduction to Catholic meditation. So so there there's a whole line of them, but for dads and. Pray for the women in your life. On a very practical level, pray for the women in your life if you really want to do something for them mm-hmm. and, and yeah. understand them better. Pray that you can understand them better and, and, and then pray for them to fulfill their vocation as, as Catholic women. Yeah, and appreciate all they do because uh, I know you do a lot. Marge, thanks so much. We're out of time. Cardinalstudios.org. You can learn more about the Moms Summit, November 13th through 15th, over 80 speakers. It's going to be a great event. Marge, thank you so much. And that brings us to you the end welcome. of our program, but the after show continues. We're going to get Alex Trevino's thoughts on the Mom Summit. Yes, okay? I have many thoughts. All right. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. Don't forget, uh, GRN Alive Monday, same time. Thank you for listening to GRN Alive. From the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. For more faith, fun, and facts, join our email list. Just text the letters GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to the number 42828. And may your Friday be filled with the joy of the Lord. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name.
Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. ATH 910 AM Frisco Dallas Fort Worth Mobile phone